Cheers. Cheers. Podcasting from the Okanagan Valley in beautiful British Columbia, or as we love to call it, wine country of Canada. And you're listening to the Live Revolution Happy Hour because, quite frankly, no great story ever started by eating a salad. We are your hosts, Linda Edgecombe and Beth Hanischewski, award-winning motivational speakers, writers, and coaches. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really a coach because I'm not going to ask your permission to give you some <laughs> feedback. I'm just going to give it to you. So Beth calls me a consultant. Unless I've been drinking, then it's dirty coaching. <laughs> We also have a, a special guest with us today, Jody Schwint from Hillside Winery. Jody's the sales and marketing manager and has been there. This she's going into her fifth year. So welcome, Jody. Really glad to have you. And this here we is, go. Just so you could hear it, that, that's a cheers. Yeah, I just poured you a little bit of our 2019 unoaked Pinot Gris. Mm, that's really good. Yes. Oh, oh that's really great. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to tell you a quick story about Hillside, um, um, my Hillside story, and then we'll get into the history and, yeah. and, and the back story of Hillside. Love to hear it. So in uh, 1997, we, my family moved to uh, my youngest, who's downstairs doing her homework right now, was a baby. And we'd moved to Summerland. And of course, family comes from Alberta to visit, like, you know, all through the summer. And we would, I would take them to the two or three wineries, one being Hillside, every, you know, the three that I knew. And I w- literally walked into Hillside. Maybe it's like week three or week four of you know within the f- one month. Um, and the lady who was behind the bar at the time pouring wine, she goes, um, uh, "Oh, Linda." She goes, "Do you want the same three you tried last week, or would you like to try something new?" <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, I've gone to Hillside many times. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great story. <laughs> See, they don't they don't say that when I walk in. There. They have no idea. <laughs> well, you know, we're really excited because I I love this winery. We've biked to this winery. We yes. do this little, you know, when people bike there, it's right on the beautiful. The KVR drops right into right the parking lot of Hillside Winery. Yeah. So the, that's a really great way if you're looking for something to do this summer. You could bike right there from and it drops right, right in. Into the now winery, let's just explain, which is what we did. So Hillside Winery is on the Naramata Bench. It is, which is uh, just north. On the east side of the lake, north of Penticton. It's on the east bench. East yep. bench. If you um, if you have never been to the Okanagan, let me paint you a picture. You are somewhere in Europe, <laughs> and you are just driving along a road. And on both sides of the road, down to this beautiful lake, are grapes vineyards. growing. Yeah. Vineyards, vineyards, vineyards. It's I think just... they call them vineyards in the wine industry rather than just grapes. Grapes. Okay. Jody yes. can enlighten us on the right. Yeah, leader. it's actually it's a really small stretch. It's just over. Well, technically, eighteen is the Naramata region, but if you go from Penticton it's you know 20 odd kilometers till you get to the village and today there's uh, I believe it's 40 40 plus wineries along the bench so it's probably the most densified region in all of the Okanagan Valley back when we started we were one of three so you can imagine this is in 97 when you went we would have been maybe only one of four out there we were one of the first so mm-hmm. it's grown and exploded exponentially um, but yeah it's a really magical place so t- talk a little bit about the um Okay, what's the word if you go into school? Uh, the uh, about the ground, about the dirt. The terroir. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> dirt. We want to hear about the dirt. The, the terroir. Dirt. And I know that the hillside began as a as an apricot orchard. So yeah, please tell us. So yeah, it's really it's. Uh, it's a lot about our history, of course. Um, all of Naramata Bench was primarily um, orchards. Um, and then slowly, as people came and winemakers and visionaries came, they started you know, ripping out some of those orchards and planting grapes. And that actually is our very own story. So um, our founder, her name was Vera Kulkechka, her and her husband were immigrants from Czechoslovakia. Wow. And uh, they had actually skied a ton in the Okanagan, so that's how they were familiar with the area. Oh, cool. They ended up buying this 
property, which was all apricot orchard. And she always had this vision of having her own winery. And so that's how it started. So I think they ripped out the first three acres, planted um, their first vines. Actually, I brought the Gamay Noir. That was actually the very their first, first? Oh, variety. Wow, we're going to yeah. have to try that, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. we've actually we've done a repackaging. Um, and now we've named that Gamay Noir Founders Block. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, love it. So it was planted it. in 1983. So that's how far back we Fast go. Fast forward to today, we are, um, not only are we on the Nermoda bench, we're actually um, situated now in what's called a designated area or sub-appellation. So this is something that's been Ooh, evolving. Sub-appellation. Oh, that sounds, this is a really good yes, one. Yes. Yeah. I pulled out a word even bigger than terroir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just for um, anyone that doesn't know, because it is a little, it's starting to emerge and so not everybody knows about it. Um, the Okanagan Valley is obviously a wine region and very similar to what you see in Napa or even, you know, old world France, they are broken up into sub-appellations. You just want to say that I word know. again. Sub-appellation, which means? Which means that it's a designated geographical area because that distinct area has some microclimates and viticultural oh. properties that are unique. And so as a result, wow. it's going to... see why you're there as sales and marketing manager, like... <laughs> You know, you know your stuff. Yeah, I just make stuff up. Well, it's it's a pretty cool thing, and that's why I brought you the wines I did. I brought you two Pinot Gris. We make two styles, and okay. it it because we are 100% Naramata Bench. We only make wines that are grown in. So, you know, back in the day, we used to source grapes from, say, Summerland or other places. And so you're not really getting a clear um, representation of what specifically the the grapes actually taste like if they're grown in that sub-appellation or in that area. So that's that's what terroir is. very cool. It's very cool. It's really interesting. It must have something to do with, well, I'm guessing, if if the lake brings off, what, cool air or whatever that... Yeah. It's actually, they're really cool story. It's the where Narrow Meadow Bench Road is, like the road, yes. it used to be, the road actually used to be shoreline. So, really? Yes, yes. So, like in the Ice Age, yeah, like, okay. yeah. you know, 10,000, 20,000 years ago, the dam broke, right? Which now uh, is, you know, where McIntyre Bluff is and down where South Okanagan is. That's right. all sand deposits from that massive dam break i know it's pretty geeky actually our owner is a geologist so oh, he gets oh, super yeah. geeky about this right but it's very cool so that happened and now where lower bench below the road is actually all the deposits that were lake okay. bottom so that's all sand above the road is actually granite and rock so those are two very different growing conditions terroirs grapes yeah, yeah. So right away, you're going to have, and then, Two different dirts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's, yeah, there's aspect, there's sun, how close it is to the water, the cooling effect from the lake, like all those things. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm just, you know. We knew that. This is clearly just for your listeners. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I buy wines based on their label recommendations. Yeah. How how do you buy a wine? I'm Um, definitely drawn in by title, by by name, title, label. I mean, I hate to say it. No, for sure. You know, I mean, back in the day, I mean, literally. In the we like a good packaging. 79, yeah, in 7980, I, I worked for the keg at Edmonton, and we had, uh, I think, four wines. Um, and we literally, at the time, because there was maybe three wineries in the whole valley, mm-hmm. uh, Kelowna Porch Climber, the <laughs> Somme Blanc or Somme Rouge. That was... Oh, my gosh. It really yeah, was a yeah. Kelowna, Somewhat white or somewhat red. Um, and <laughs> I, think, I think we had a Cressman's, which was our French supposed import. Oh, and on gosh. Sundays, we served... Um, Matus. 
Oh, wow. that was the that's my mother in law's favorite wine. That's, that was the offering at the keg in 1979. That's actually a swear word. Yeah, you get grounded when you use that word. Okay, yeah. okay, we won't. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but we've come a long way oh my god, in the wine the, industry. The, yeah. Oh my god, it gets it's bizarre to yeah. me. I've been here 30 years to go from probably probably 20 yeah. in the entire valley to this explosion and um, you know yeah it's and why phenomenal. do you love this industry I mean you you've worked in many different sales and marketing capacities over mm-hmm. the years yeah you and I've known each other a long time and what what do you love about the wine industry well, it's not to like. Yeah. Right? I mean, even you're in your most stressful times, you really, at the end of the day, you're like, okay, we're selling wine here, right? But um, no, I mean, on a personal level, you're right. I come from a business background, lots of sales and marketing with various industries, more corporate. But I've been in the Okanagan uh, for 20 years. Oh my gosh, yeah, 20 yes, years. And as you know, I love food and wine. That's what I actually spend my free time doing. I'm a big, I wouldn't say foodie, but I really enjoy good food. Both. Um, yeah. Like you, Linda, you know, I've spent most of my time here visiting the wineries and it just yeah you know it was an emerging industry and I felt like it just made sense for me to blend both my professional and my passion so. which is awesome yeah. like, I'm very I'm not in like the wine industry blending the podcast it's True. our passion yeah. yeah meeting people having conversations that matter and yeah. drinking wine exactly all our favorite things like I'm so proud of what our entire valley has become mm-hmm. it just really has some um, grown up yeah well mm-hmm. and on a world stage it's not just sort of a local thing you know yeah. there's a really a lot of international recognition okay so this particular oh yeah let's talk about this, this is the unoaked yes so, so yes what what should we be um, drinking or drinking this with a glass um yeah yeah <laughs> preferably a glass yeah, that's a classy glass yeah. or straight out of the bottle no but pairing with pairing with thank you yes um so yeah this is a very fresh juicy crisp wine so we call it unoaked um it seems a little bit con- unconventional to say unoaked in front of pinot gris but this other style we have actually has a bit of oak or barrel fermentation so this one and again this goes back to the terroir um is like brimming with apricot and tr- uh, core fruit like orchard fruit if you give it a little whiff okay let's we'll see if we can right so it's very refiner palette here yeah i watched i watched the documentary psalm and i'm going yeah, oh, yeah. i'm not smelling rubber Love tires it. but yeah it's lovely so you what, what should we eat with this very much i mean you can obviously have it on your own but it'll be great with um oysters right like a nice pairing there's classic pairings with oysters stuff like that just oh, fresh yes yeah. i know I Where, did you bring any did you I don't have any to shuck right now mm. This one, um, like our other Pinot Gris, is more food friendly. So our philosophy, or anyone's philosophy, really should be the food should be heightened by the wine, and the wine should be heightened by the food, Mm -hmm. right? Both combining them both elevate. Okay, now I've heard this. uh, A chef once I saw um, speak um, said that lots of people decide what they want to eat, and then they choose their wine. But the sort of the better way to do it if you would is to choose the wine and then pair and then the food which which do you what do you think about that food first that's or wine first question. I've never yeah. even considered that you know it, it could be both to be honest it, it's totally interchangeable if I'm entertaining and there's something specific I really want to cook obviously it's going to be the menu first and then I'll find the wines that pair okay if there's a wine I have in my cellar and I really want to enjoy it then I'll make sure that I'm pairing the right food and oh. sometimes wine doesn't need food like this one for like instance, this one nope. does not need food you know no. today or it cheese is, as we've said sometimes you know yeah. they have the Rotten Tomatoes thing for the movies we, we're, we're calling it how many cheese do you need for this wine yeah yes. zero this is zero exactly. none required zero cheese yeah. required for this yeah. wine yeah this is going to go rating. this is going to pair well with a poolside and another yes. bottle nice <laughs> 
It's delicious. It's yeah. delicious. Okay, so okay. this is the unoaked Pinot Gris. Mm, okay. All right, everybody. Write that. I hope you're writing that down because it is delicious. Delicious. And if there's anyone listening that is familiar with Hillside, you'll notice here I have the new packaging, with, which we've mm. just released. Oh, so the so old packaging. Pretty. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So we've just now moved over to the new packaging. It's coming out kind of as each new vintage is I, coming out. I love it. It's, it is. A, it's a. It's a. It's a more mature. It's. It's a bit more sophisticated. It is. Yes. <laughs> Look at Hillside's grown up. So first, this just had the sort of architecture, and this one yeah. has like the whole bench. And so our building is such a landmark. It is. The building has a tower, which our first label, you know, yes. obviously shows. But it wasn't really resonating with the entire story of Hillside, and so what we've have here and you'll see the audience will see this when they get their um, brand new packaging is yeah the actual building on a hillside so it just speaks to our namesake it's beautiful yeah, yeah it's well done nice. well you. done Thank well you. well done yes so yes drink up okay let's try one more mm-hmm bend my arm so this one um, okay. we source from all over so it's not one specific designated site this reserve Pinot Gris on the other hand the grapes themselves are a little bit more tropical so as I said before the other ones were like very apricot okay. they in fact were planted near apricot orchards so again that soil yep. that used to be like hundreds of years of um, orchard fruit is influencing that for sure. This one here. This is much better pour than you get it. Yes. Usually for tasting. This is an excellent. Okay. Since so you're pouring, we're talking about mm-hmm. much better pour. Um, you know, we've all seen the movies. <laughs> yeah. Of what? Oh, sideways, you know, and it doesn't matter. Can I get another, you know, can you fill that up? No. I went to a, and I want to know your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I went to a glass, a wine glass tasting mm-hmm. where, you know, you they call it the Joker glass is what you normally taste wine in. Yes. Whatever the the normal glasses that you have on the counter mm-hmm. and then they had four or five or six I can't remember now around a piece of thing in whites and then to reds and yes. every glass was different yeah and they made us taste it in the joker glass whatever the wine was and then taste it in the glass that it's supposed to be drank out of and we're going okay is this my mind because every every wine tasted better in the glass it was supposed to be in it does so is that a thing is that it's a, a, it I just think we all no. said it's crazy really? yeah it's the real deal so I mean the most obvious would be like your chardonnays Pinot Noirs, they have the most, I would say, they differentiate significantly. Um, you know, you want... The big glass, the yeah, big Yeah, you need that big opening, right? So, because wine so, oxygenates. To where, so, is, where this, your is this the right glass for this wine, or is, should we... It should. It's oh. pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it has stem. I mean, but for the gem, for this one, we might need to get change up the Well, glasses. a red glass, so just a little bit wider. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you're right. It's also when you drink it, what, how it hits. I, did, I, did, I had no yeah, idea. It's crazy, yeah. and I thought, oh, this has got to be... BS, but it's not. No. Like we all went. That is it. So yeah. well, that's a big aha for me because I typically I love drinking. I mean, this is a beautiful glass. You can't see it, but it's like a little beautiful little crystal wine, stemless, stemless wine. wine glass. But I often love drinking wine in like a fresco kind of like almost like mm. you know a cup. So it's Italian probably style. Too, Italian it's style, style. Yeah. you know. But it's probably um, too small for the wine. But it's probably too small yeah. for the wine. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I've been limiting my taste the whole time. Well, yeah, it's a fun little experiment to do. It is. I mean, you can really get down the rabbit hole of yes. things like that, and if you're into it, I mean, it's I remember, so well, cool that you did it. R- yeah. Rydell, which is the wine, yes, uh, the glass yeah. maker, I'm going, well, this is good for Rydell. Um, but <laughs> truthfully, so but then I asked the gentleman who was doing it. It was a great taste, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. I said, how can we afford to buy all these glasses? He goes, you don't. You just, what wine do you tend to really love? And, and then you buy, go that, buy that glass. Yeah. If you're a shard person, buy a shard glass. Yeah. If you're a yeah. big, bold red, you buy a big, make sure you have that glass. And then yeah. some simple exactly. ones for yeah. lighter whites. In my cupboards, I have, you know, a kind of standard white and red, but I do have Chardonnay glasses because I love Chardonnay so much. Mm. And I just feel like it's sacrilege. To, like, to not, <laughs> not, 
put it in a Chardonnay glass. So this is what do we need to know about this beautiful? This is our 2018 Reserve Pinot Gris. Mm. Um, So this one we make in a much smaller quantity, about 300 cases a year, not much at all. Why do they call it Reserve? Sounds fancy. I know it sounds fancy. We actually have changed the naming in the new label. It's called Heritage Pinot Gris up next. But Reserve is just when we focus a little bit more on the. Uh, the subtle nuances of, of the wine. Okay. And so, and also, you make smaller batches of it. Smaller batches, and okay. generally our reserves have a little bit of barrel fermentation. So the first one that you tried is Un-oaked. all stainless steel yep. fermented, right? So just, it's only got a hint of it. Yeah. So mm. it's lovely. It's only partially fermented. So partly stainless steel. And in my brain, I would think that it's a... It's quite delicious, it's a, too. Oh, it's very delicious. Uh, I think it's a Pinot Gris slash it could be a Chard no, it blend, could be a, but mm. that's my brain. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. So it could be a no cheese as well. I think oh, you yeah. could drink this on your own or with a beautiful meal yeah. as well. So this one will definitely, um, you can see into the fall and winter months. This is yeah. a beautiful winter white, um, where, of course, the Unopino Gris is great, too, but it's awesome in the summer. Mm. This one, too, it's got a bit of creaminess, and the reason that that is is when it's in that barrel, it's stirred Surlees. Surlees is essentially the, ye- big the yeast cells. Wow. Yes, I know another big word. It's kind of gross. Surlees sounds better than yeast. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound much so, better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody. Texture. Nobody wants to talk about yeast. No, but no. even is, though we know it's yeah. in there, we don't want to yeah, talk. About it. I'm just gonna make a really bad joke. There, don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go there. Off air. Yeah. Hold yeah. up. Hold yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's a living, breathing thing. And so while it's oh, fermenting sorry, in the barrel, that's okay. Um, uh, it's stirred surlees. And so when the yeast cells are mixed up, it actually creates a bit of creaminess. And that's why it's got a bit more weight to it. Mm. And then when it's on the palate, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit more silky. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. So silky. these are two very distinct pinot gris. Obviously, mm. the method of winemaking is a bit different. But so good. the method They're both used, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I would I, I would say I'm yeah. going to give thumbs up to both. If I had to, if I had to lean... I still, the unoaked is still my favorite because it's just so juicy. So juicy. But this is also delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk, let's talk a little smack here. Okay. Smack. Smack. A little little personal. Oh, okay. 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 So, I mean, so here we are. It's (laughs) middle of June. Mm -hmm. We've just come through four crazy months and, um, Easy one for so for, for business for Hillside. What what? How did you what? How did you guys react? What happened? What? Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, <clears throat> so I remember the day the announcement came. It was like I believe it was a Tuesday uh, when Justin Trudeau made the announcement. Like, okay, we we're now everything. We, should and be. we all learned who Dr. Bonnie was. Exactly. Oh, we love Dr. Don't Bonnie Henry at we Hillside. Better make a wine oh. in her name. Yeah. So love. yeah, I mean that first week, like, I'm sure like everybody called it the BH blend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We should make I a know, wine right? for her. Well, she's mean. actually involved with a BC winery. Oh. I won't say it because it's not oh. ours, but okay. yeah, she actually has a actually, stake. In... I did. I mm-hmm. heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, sorry. So yeah, that first week, you know, was obviously a shock to everybody, and it was interesting because we kind of went through that like we were just on the cusp of opening. So we have both a bistro and a winery. We were literally going to open our doors three days oh after that announcement, oh, and we're wow. like, Ugh. right? Yeah. So that first week was like scrambling. And, and the mode was like, oh my gosh, you know, let's create a contingency plan. Let's look at our forecast. You know, is is kind of like growth, progress, like what are we going to do? And it was really interesting. Um, one thing I'm super proud of is that our management team, I call them small but mighty. 
is predominantly woman-led. So our general manager, our winemaker, myself, um, our wine club, like right down, are predominantly female. We have some amazing men, <laughs> three. A few, a few good three, men. Three or four total. Yeah. But um, <laughs> after that first week, especially the leadership that we had, I like, stepped back and said, okay, there's a mental, emotional, physical toll, a human toll here with this COVID thing. And immediately the focus changed to let's just keep the management team intact. Let's, you know, reinvent here. Let's get together. Like it was really um, heartwarming to be honest. And yeah, I, I actually say, feel emotional. Like I yeah. do too. Why wow. do I cry every time we do a podcast? <laughs> like I'm feeling like crying right now yeah. because that you really said we need to take care of our team. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it was like the first week we were all feeling very anxious. Like, are we, you know, are we going to get laid off? Um, you know, yeah, we are were we obviously get or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You know, the leaders were looking at all the, um, you know, sub or the wage subsidies and everything else. And then, you know, what's interesting is we basically had no presence whatsoever on e-commerce. We really rely on foot traffic. So mm-hmm. either coming to our winery, we have a great wine club and then the bistro. But you were not a shipping we depot, had, really. Yeah. Like we were shipping to our wine club members, but we really hadn't had an e-commerce presence Mm. and we you know so that that was our only channel and so that was primarily myself and one other um, colleague it was our thing and so that was weighty on our shoulders so but we managed I mean we just we reinvented the wheel you know we onboarded everything online and we actually did quite well we replaced a lot of our normal sales that would be um, direct consumer like out at the seller door and replaced it with online Nice. Online e-commerce shipping. And and then we created what's called the Hillside at Home. So we were really focused on making sure people could still experience Hillside and the things that they love about it um, in the comfort of their own home as everybody was hunkering down. So were you working from home or did you actually go in? I was working from home. Yeah. We all were, um, other than two people that were at the winery, we all went to our remote locations. We Zoom called for all of our meetings. We met every Thursday religiously. There's nine total in the management team. Yeah. Um, did you check in like on reality check? versus just business check? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to give kudos. Like, everybody um, was phenomenal. Our GM is Lana Mondrell. And, you know, she would check in individually, but also as a group. She's like, hey, make sure you guys are getting sleep. Make sure you're getting exercise. What a Do smart some woman. yoga. Right? So not just, okay, let's get, how are yeah. we going to figure out sales? They're like, totally. how are you? Right? Totally. This holistic, beautiful. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I mean, Lynn and I talk about a lot, and when we're, Speaking, you know, this idea of being alive, you know, we call this a live Mm. revolution. I mean, that's part of what that means. It's not just being alive in your workplace or your bank account or your sales. It's being, you know, how are you? How are you really? You know, and she she sounds like a fairly intuitive slash um, self-aware boss to be absolutely yeah yeah absolutely i mean we all really what a gift to your team though right for sure for sure i mean that is sort of the essence of all of us um it's interesting because we of course were family owned and then vera the founder sold it and now it is you know it's owned by a handful of investors. Yeah. But I think we all feel like a family. Mm. Um, nice. And that doesn't just happen. It doesn't just no. happen. See, yeah. I like crying again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you've come to the Hillside, you probably will see a lot of familiar faces if you've been there, you know, over 10 years. <laughs> Obviously, but Lynn, we know Lynn has been there a lot. Yeah. 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 People come back, right? I mean, we have some of our servers in the bistro that have been there for 15 years right. because they keep coming back because it's such an amazing place to work. 
Right. And now you guys, are you guys opening now? We did. Um, so as of yesterday, which was the, the 17th, bistro. I don't know when this so is So the bistro there. staff is back. We opened both the tasting room and the bistro. Oh. Uh, yesterday was our open doors date. Um, we are only doing appointment and reservations only. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're really um, owning uh, the protocol and keeping yep. everybody safe. That's paramount. Um, and so, yeah, we're again, it's good. It's not business as usual. Hillside no. is one of those places it where be all summer. everybody stops by. We get tons of traffic. They belly up to the bar. Okay. Boom, so boom. that's important. So if people are wanting to visit mm-hmm. to phone, phone in advance. Yeah. So for everybody listening, if you're like, oh, I really want to go for a drive. I want to yeah. see Hillside. You can't drop in. No. So it's appointment only. Yeah. So tasting room, we're doing tastings from Wednesday through Sunday. We're closed Monday, Tuesdays. Okay. Good Wednesday to, know. to Sunday. Yeah, and you can go online and you can book uh, up to six people. Those are the regulations yep. today. Yeah, okay. Um, you can, can't gather in more than six people. And then our bistro is open for dinner service. And same thing, you just have to make a reservation. Okay. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, personally. Yeah. Because you're a lover of wine, as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best uh, bottle of wine you've ever had? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be Hillsides. Because, oh. I mean, well, we know you love the hillsides. But, yeah. But your best, like your most mm. like memorable or memorable wine you've ever had. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Because we know the, you know, your best wine may be. The best. Ooh. But like when you think of that, yeah. what wine. was a good bottle of wine? You went, oh, that was a good bottle of wine. I'm just trying to think. I've had a couple, to be honest. Um... Oh, okay. So last year, uh, every year we host uh, Anthony Gismondi um, and Casey Wilson. They're actually the hosts of um, BC Wine and Food Show. It's a radio. Cool. Yep. Mm. And they do a great escape, so they come on location and we host. Anyway, um, Anthony Gismondi, who's also a wine writer and a judge, he's very well known and respected. He brought some Rieslings from, oh my gosh, I think it was like 1980 four or five I mean a few like and they had cobwebs on them from nice from so um, I think we had a couple from France Uh, he just brought from his cellar it was just my mind was blown I've never had wines that age before some of them um, were overcellared they you know but it was just very cool just Um, to crack open a dusty cobweb and this is an expert like he was having a hard time getting even the corks because they were just crumbling right it's the things you see in those movies where you know they're dusting off in the cobwebs that was a really cool experience Yeah, a really cool experience. And the second runner-up to that one? The second one I'm guessing it's in Europe. Well, actually, yes and no. I traveled to Italy uh, over four years ago, and I stayed in this cute little villa in Chianti, and they were wine producers, very small, and I brought smuggled (laughs) two uh, two wines home, and I recently... just drank. They somehow ended up in your suitcase by yes, accident. I know. Oopsies. I just drank the one. I think it was it was actually while we were in lockdown. I was like, okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Let's celebrate something. And uh, I cracked it open and made a nice meal. And it just brought me back to that place. It brought me back to that yes. experience. Mm-hmm. I was traveling alone. It was a really phenomenal experience for me it was the first time I'd been to Europe and I was traveling solo and yeah it just all those memories flooded and it was just what does a Chianti taste like (sighs) well those are they can be it's mostly Sangiovese Okay, that's um, a, that's a big was. word. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I was going to guess. I was going to yeah. say that. Sounds but, like yeah. it should be a Sangiovese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ooh, nicely done. It was. Good job. It was. I didn't even want to repeat yeah. it. I, was I like, brought Sanges. two, like a Super Tuscan and then uh, 100% Sangiovese, and this is 100% And what do you Sangiovese. have if you're having that one? What do you eat? Uh, I made that one with a uh, classic Italian... Um, pasta. Yeah. Yeah. The pasta. pasta. Or pasta. The pasta. Pasta. I say pasta. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So, okay, that's best well. I'm looking at our little... Okay, so let's <laughs> talk about resiliency a little bit because... I want to come back, even though we kind of talked a little bit about what mm-hmm. the pandemic, but we talk a lot about resiliency. Um, and when, you know, I think so many people personally and as a business, so I'd almost like you to speak to both if you could, mm-hmm. you know, lots of people have been deeply affected by this pandemic. Some people have been mildly, some people have been thriving in the pandemic. Totally creative, yeah. They got but, this, but I think most people are not in the thriving in the creative. But, but, but there's been a lot of like almost he- like almost like unseen. You don't even realize the kind of stress you're under or, or whatever. So how do you think you and, and your team at Hillside has, has done in terms of resiliency through this? Oof. I know, it's a big question. It's a big question. Um, like, or what, you know, really, what does resiliency mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that we were able to pivot so quickly, like literally it almost felt like maybe a week to 10 days we were stuck in the old paradigm of how we do business. Right. Like, oh my and God, it's going to yeah. be a disaster. Yeah. Okay. So what helped, what, what was that, what helped you to do the switch then? Because I think that's an important message that, that you guys had this opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I touched on the resiliency, but I think each individual, I think what happened is we all, and many wineries or even just beverage will, t- will speak to this. You kind of wear a lot of hats. Like you don't really have a really Yeah. I only clear, do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even as a sales and marketing manager, I do sales and I do marketing and there's lots of like in between. Yeah. I think what happened for each and every one of us is we were like, okay, if there's one thing I know I can do and do it really, really well, this is what I'm going to do. So I put my hand up and I was like, this is my sweet spot. Let me be, let me own this. Right. And I think everybody, yeah, I just allowed all of our team, especially, and including me on a personal level to say, okay, how can I best put my best foot forward? Um, and that for me was getting more in the creative aspect, right? So it was getting, um, awareness obviously, because we, as I said, we onboarded e-commerce, but it was like, okay, it's flooded. Everyone's on, on Instagram and whatever, like, how are we? So it was like, it's very much for me, like a visual thing. Like, and as you know, Beth, you know a little bit more about my side. I am business-minded, but I'm probably more creative than anything. Yeah. And it allowed me to step into what I'm probably more natural and best at. Mm. So it probably fed your soul. It absolutely did. Yeah. And there was no one else on the team that kind of had that same attribute, or I guess uh, aptitude or yeah. attribute, right? Skillset, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I saw everybody else step into their zone of genius, right? Mm. And, I, you know, I think we're all working Isn't kind of in that... a zone of greatness, but wow. then there's the zone of genius. Okay, I think the Hillside Business Book, uh, Pivoting yeah. pivoting on this, right? Spot. But, I, you know, I, it's it coming back to, to what you said about the fact that you guys all felt very cared for yeah. and someone had your back. it feels to me like so, you felt like you had someone had your back everybody totally. it felt like the whole everybody yeah. had your back and that that's that creating in the time of crisis and mm-hmm. you know maybe you don't want to call it a crisis but for lots of businesses this was a crisis yeah. um yeah. and in that time of extreme stress and uncertainty you c- restored this this sort of safety net yeah both emotionally and financially mm-hmm. for your team which then that's where yeah. that creativity sure. was born from and right? I will say there's two sides of it I mean I give kudos of course to Lana and everyone else on our team and she was really that emotional aspect and I yes. think it just because again we do have some amazing males um, but you know there was definitely that feminine or female sensitivity 
there. Kind of nurturing. The nurturing. Yep. But then, of course, our owners, um, our president and owner was actually stuck in Calgary. He's from Calgary, as are oh, um, wow. some of our primary shareholders. They're in oil and gas. And so they were... You can imagine, right? I mean, they just cannot get a break in Alberta. So nope. they were hemorrhaging on all levels. Ugh. And yet, they were taking... You know what? They said, okay, you know what? This is a passion project for them. It's not their lifeline. They have, you know, primary businesses elsewhere. Yeah. They were like, let's let Hillside live. Let's let them recreate. I mean, there. that's where our... That's, that's awesome where our, too, right? Amazing. Exactly. I mean, that was... Here's the rope. Yeah. Go. Yeah. 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 No, that's really inspiring, yeah. actually, to hear this um, approach to the times and the and in, and yeah it, yeah we're yeah. so grateful for our, our owners and shareholders because they kept that whatever money we still needed to do business they yeah. kept our wages well it's going to pay off in spades absolutely yeah, yeah. right cool so yeah we kept all of our management team on staff including our chef who we had just um promoted this year so yes. yeah right yeah yeah so they went to takeout they went to like you know take and bake they created meals that were you know basically frozen yeah really good nourishing meals people oh. could take home and cook for themselves love it See? yeah take and yeah. bake creativity i think yeah. is, is going to be the all key. i learned how to do is make bread that's it that's <laughs> all i learned that's pretty phenomenal she did. <laughs> and she's <laughs> so one last question maybe yeah. we'll wrap this up okay, sure. so you personally mm-hmm. what's what do you do for yourself to you know create this feeling of you feeling the most alive as you possibly can like what's your self-care regime Oh, very interesting. Actually, for the last 10 weeks, I've been on a very focused um, kind of health and wellness. Um, And yeah, just prioritizing nutrition, uh, sleep. Uh, There's been a ton of Epsom salts Mm. in my bathtub. Detox. Yeah. Detox. um, And just relaxing. And I've been walking every day uh, without my phone. Good for That's you. That's a really big thing, yeah. So I was lucky. I, I've been working from home kind of part-time um, in my role before um, COVID. And so when I went full-time, it was less of an adjustment for me. Yeah. Um, but as you know, as an entrepreneur, when you're kind of, you know, I'm not to say I'm an entrepreneur, but when you're at home, you kind of have your business of one, department of one. You have to be disciplined, right? Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, it's difficult because sometimes you can sit in front of your computer all day I know. and keep checking and keep checking keep checking right so I just had to create those limitations you have no appointments yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, that was that's from the from yeah. motivational speakers and what are we speaking oh totally. look yeah. nowhere nothing yeah. wide open I go here you free yeah, yeah. I have no plans yeah. yeah no plans yeah so just leaving my phone at home going for a walk good for you yeah Right? It's so simple. Mm-hmm. These things are so basic. But the, like you said, your how you eat, right? Nurturing your body, Sleep, moving yeah, your body, yeah. and rest. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. complicated. But, but yeah. from that place, um, you know, look at, yeah. look at what you were able to really create in, during this time. Where now you, so let's talk about the e-commerce thing because that's kind mm-hmm. of exciting. And, and for our listeners, our promo. While you're doing so, that, can I? Can you mind it so we can just do a last taste test? Yes. Of this? Okay. Of you open that. App. You, you talk. You about tell that. us about the my cake skills. Linda has got her dirty little hands on, on the, the Gamay Noir. Yep. This is in our new label as well. Um, it's different. It's a black label. We've actually changed. I feel all we of have our... the wrong glasses for it now. You okay. do. Obviously, I will get. I will get keep, so talk about the promotion. Mm-hmm. And I'll get the glasses and we'll have taste Yes. This. So um, for your listeners and followers, we wanted to offer you a special promotion. Um, 
Perfect. We can free ship. Um, so we're shipping across Canada. And I believe there'll be a code, a promo code that they can enter on our website, on our um, e-store, our wine store. Perfect. Uh, Alive 2020. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we would just be happy to allow people to try some of the wines that we've tried and a few more. So they can get free shipping on any order with six bottles or more. That's right. right? Just go online. Uh, at the end of checkout, there'll be a little promo code. Um, you can punch in Alive 2020. I believe we'll post that on the... Thank you. That may be too big of a glass, but no. Can you have too big of a glass? Now, in the spirit of transparency, uh, you know, Hillside is right now is offering free shipping for everybody. But as you said, it might end. That might be that promotion might be ending. And so the beautiful thing about this promotion for us is that the live 2020 will be good all summer long for our listeners. Yes, right? exactly. So, so the free that shipping. doesn't end. So make sure you write that yeah. down. A live 2020 is your promo code That's if you right. want to try some Hillside wines. Exactly. Yeah. The free shipping was um, one of the campaigns we had when it was all we had. And now that we're open, um, we'll probably will end that towards the end of the month, maybe July. We'll see how it goes. But not for not us. Not a forever thing. But it okay. Is so tell us about this one. Okay. Tell us about this one and then we'll toast and we'll yes. toast. We'll Taste go full side. And sign off. So this is the Gamay Noir. Like I said, it's called the Founders Block Gamay Noir now in our new packaging. Um, it's lovely. It's a silhouette of the... Oh, it's Ooh, that is a great label. That's a, that's a sexy bottle. It is a that's sexy a sexy bottle. bottle. Um, so this wine in particular, we only make 300 cases. It's from one specific block. It's our single vineyard series. We have five, so it's only made from one block of um, grapes. And I brought it because... Gamay is a really great summer wine. It's very light to medium body. I never bodied. think about a, it. Should yeah. actually be a, maybe a bit more chilled. It's basted at about fifteen. I guess degrees. putting an ice cube in is probably not. Not the no no. <laughs> no no Again, another yeah. sacrilege. Yeah yeah. 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 Plop it in the fridge. This like, is how you can tell the difference between proper wine drinkers yeah. and yeah. us and us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plop it in the fridge for like fifteen minutes. You want to get it to about that fifteen degree mark. Um, and it's you know Gamay mm. in general is just a very food friendly wine. Um, what would we? What would be the good pairing with this? Oh. You know. It's father's, you know. Yeah, so duck is a classic gamay noir, and a duck, lovely. duck, yeah, duck breast. Never cooked turkey. Have you ever cooked duck? I've never cooked. I've, have, I've definitely ordered duck for. But yeah, I've never that's it. kind of your classic. Um, for okay, sure. What would be the runner-up if we were not good duck oh, um, my cookers? Goodness, gamay noir. Um, yeah, like even like a nice roast. This is lovely. Like, yeah, poultry, Ooh, roast it's chicken. Smooth. Yeah. Very so. smooth. And you're right. It's even the, well, I put the wrong glass for coloring, but I can see mm. bats at that. Look um, at that. Yeah. yeah. Good Absolutely. summer red. What yeah, so it has, a good, it has good legs. Is that what you say? What do you say? Viscosity. Give us your uh, how you would describe the wine. Because you know, remember jo- once Jody and I went wine. Uh, I was helping her in an event, yeah. and I couldn't describe anything. Yeah. But you, hey, but it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're fantastic. You know, I've actually stopped doing that because everybody's palates are different, right? Mm-hmm. And we even oh. try to. We have that philosophy also for our wine tasting associates. We actually talk about the story behind the wine, and we let people make their own decisions because about what, it, what they're tasting, what they're not. yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. for sure, it's free this would be like a very classic near amount of bench style where you're getting some, um, yeah, nice fruitiness to it. Um, mm. The tannins. Very easy. Yeah. It's lovely. Easy. It's not dry. No. It's not sweet. It's just, it's very yeah. easy red. Yeah. We would call it the, the tannins on this, we would describe it as really subtle. And the yeah, reason is because in Naramata, we create some very elegant wines, not just Hillside, but any 
on in the Nermina bench if you're growing or if you're making wine from those grapes because we have a lot of hang time. So for reds, right. those skins are tannic, right? So if they are picked too soon and they're underripe, that's when you get that oh. really... Mm. Well, you want yeah, to so you, you like need a proper... Ripe that little bench. pucker, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, you're like, wow, that's... Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's elegant. It's very food friendly. Again, it's much better, a little bit chilled, but yeah. And no ice cubes. No, no ice cubes. Okay. okay, everybody. All right. Well, All right. thank Cheers. you, Jody, thank for you, joining Jody. us today. What a beautiful interview. I'm very inspired. Uh, I'm inspired. You guys got to write the book on management. Right? Uh, seriously. Oh, it's so funny. Today I we didn't seriously. have a management meeting, and I just said, I think we are going to write the book on how to survive. Right? Oh, my God. You have to. You yeah. have to. Thank yeah. you. Thanks All right. Cheers. Me. Cheers. What a thrill.